Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about not any episodes, but one of the movies actually for the first time. So, a couple weeks ago, I got to go see One Piece film Strong World in theaters with a few of my friends as it was released here in the US for the first time in a few theaters in celebration of One Piece's 1000th anime episode. Which should have premiered just yesterday if I get this uploaded when I think I will. So, yeah, originally this movie was released in Japan in December 12th of 2009 and considered the 10th movie, which was released for the 10th anniversary. The film、uh, is an original story was, which was written by、uh, Oda Eiichiro himself in honor of that 10th anniversary. Previously, Oda only really did the character designs and kind of approved the story ideas. But for this film, Toei apparently asked, the, asked him personally to pen the script. And so, yeah, this movie is set between Thriller Bark and, and the Sabodi Archipelago arc, which is where the series was at the time. The other really cool thing about this movie is at the time, the first one and a half million Japanese moviegoers who went to see this movie received volume zero of the manga. And so, this includes chapter zero, which shows the world of One Piece、um, 20 years ago. And it's actually related to the movie, and it depicts this sort of war between Gold Roger and the villain of this movie, the Golden Lion Shiki. And there was actually an animated version of this manga called Episode Zero that was released alongside it. And while Chapter Zero and Episode Zero are considered to be canon, the events of the movie are obviously not. However, one thing that always stood out to me is if Chapter Zero is canon, what happened to Shiki? Like, did he just go away or go into hiding? Like, what, whatever happened to him? And that's always been kind of like, I don't know if it's ever really been hotly debated because I never really came across any sort of discourse around this. But yeah, I actually don't have an answer for this. But funnily enough, I, so I never actually got to see this movie in Japan because obviously I live here in the US and this is my first time seeing it in theaters. But I really wanted this volume zero. So what I had to do was I had to get my cousin to. Get me a volume of, of this one and then、uh, send it back with my sister who happened to be in Japan at the time. And so that's how I managed to get my copy of、uh, Volume Zero. So I do have a copy of this, which thankfully I do. Although it's not really that hard to get it on eBay if you really wanted to find it. But yeah, let's get into the synopsis. So the movie catches up with the Straw Hats presumably sometime after Thriller Bark, but before they reach Sabodi Archipelago. And we see the crew have been str- stranded on some wild remote island up in the sky with all of them trying to escape and survive these enhanced wild beasts. It's then revealed that a couple days back they came across、uh, the Golden Lion Shiki, and with Nami's stellar navigation and meteorological skills, she helps th- them avoid a cyclone. But with this, Shiki wants Nami to join his crew and abducts her so that he can go to the East Blue and wreak havoc on it so that, to- so that he could get back at Roger. With Nami abducted, it's up to the rest of the crew to set out and rescue her while also trying to help the small civilization of people of the island that have been enslaved by Shiki. Alright, l so now that my sort of poorly <laughs> written synopsis of the movie is over, let's get into my thoughts. Overall, this is one of the better One Piece movies, and it shows that Oda wrote it. However, while Oda is an immensely talented and creative writer, I don't think he is the best screenwriter, as the flow and pacing of this movie is really bad. It just doesn't seem to 
ever have any sort of rhythm or momentum. And anytime the movie would get going, it would come to a grinding halt with a weirdly placed quiet moment or a flashback. And similarly, I felt like the humor was really dumbed down to an almost juvenile level instead of the normal, like smartly written comedy in, you know, usually that he shows in the series. Like the gags with Shiki and his goons just never land with me, especially Dr. Indigo's fart shoes. Like we get it. His shoes are fart noises. It wasn't really even funny the first time, but it's not funny at all at subsequent times. And similarly with Shiki's like weird Tsukumi jokes also never work for me either. And kind of to get the rest of the bad things out of the way about this movie, I absolutely hated the crazy amount of fan service that's in this movie. I mean, there's just so much time devoted to just staring at Nami's half-naked body for so much of the runtime. It's kind of crazy. Like... I love looking at like hot naked girls as much as the next guy, but in a narratively driven story, I want there to be a purpose for it. And almost all of it could have just been taken out of the movie because it was just completely unnecessary and kind of awkward, to be honest. Oh, and one more thing. And this isn't really an issue with the movie so much as it is with Oda and the entire series as a whole. But the secondary Straw Hats always get so little to do. In particular, Robin, Frankie, and Brooke all barely do anything in the movie. They get their moments to shine, but they are often just kind of there, you know, and they get like an obligatory scene devoted to them. I think Brooke gets a few more scenes, but Frankie literally just builds bikes out of like animals. I I think that's really all he does in this movie and then operates the sunny. But yeah, I've talked at length about this in the main podcast series, so I'm not going to get too much into the details of that one. Now, I know I just rattled off a bunch of things I didn't like, but like I said, this is one of the more enjoyable One Piece movies because it has the trademark heart and storytelling Oda is so good at in the main series. He has a way of like grounding the story really well in human emotions, especially with the introduction of the village of the Merville people and its citizens. And in particular, Xiao, as well as the bond that the Straw Hat crew members, you know, all have between each other is explored through Nami's struggles. And all of that really helps to sort of keep us grounded in such a crazy story. And while the humor of the villains were terrible, like I mentioned, Oda clearly knows how to write humor for the characters that he's very familiar with. And that's the Straw Hats. And most of their jokes and all the comedy there land really well. And it's pretty hilarious, just like it is in the main series. So... I'm glad that he knows how to do that, at least. Similarly, the animation is gorgeous. It's fluid and beautiful, which is really nice since you... I mean, you all know how I feel about the animation quality of the main series. But, you know, obviously the bigger budget really shows here as everything looks so much more vibrant and colorful with fluid movements and actual depth to the animation. It all looks amazing. And similarly, the art design is freaking incredible in this movie, which is no surprise since Oda personally oversaw the designs in this movie. Everything from the locales, the crazy beasts, and the character designs of this movie are top-notch. The best thing about all the movies, uh, especially the, the latter movies, is the special wardrobes the Straw Hats get in each movie. And I think this one has some of the best. I especially love Zoro, Robin, and Luffy's outfit. Especially Robin with the glasses. She just looks really good. I kind of wish she would wear glasses all the time. And speaking of Robin's eyes, here's a fun fact for you that I've never mentioned in the the main podcast. And I, I I guess I just forgot to say. But in the manga, Robin is actually um, has brown eyes. So 
in all of Oda's colorized drawings, she actually has brown eyes. However, in the anime, for some reason, they decided to give her blue eyes. But this movie is the first time we ever actually get to see her in an animated form with her real brown eye color. And yeah, that's a very interesting point. And you actually really notice it too, because in the anime, her blue eyes kind of stand out. But then when you don't have the blue eyes and you look at Robin, it also stands out as well. And honestly, to this day, I have no idea why they changed it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It almost seems like it was a mistake. They just assumed that her eyes were blue. And then they were like, well, we effed up, but oh, well, we can't change it, which I don't understand why they can't. But yeah, it just seems really odd. And then the wardrobe change into formal wear for the climax looked awesome as well. Kind of foreshadowing their looks in Whole Cake Island, actually. But they all look so sleek here. But I also wondered, where did they get all these? Like, did they all just have formal suits just prepared on the Thousand Sunny for just such occasions? Like, where did these come from? I I can't imagine, like, you know, characters like Luffy, Zoro, and Usopp. They don't strike me as the type to have suits at the ready. Like, I mean, obviously, Nami, Robin, Sanji, they all have, like, suits. And then Brooke's already in a suit. And I can even see Frankie, like, actually owning a suit, even though he likes being in those, you know, Speedos. But, yeah, I can easily see that as well. But, yeah, it obviously, this is, like, movie magic and, you know, shouldn't be logic applied to it, but it is funny. The end fights in the climax were a little short and kind of underwhelming, but still pretty fun to watch. Although, I kind of hated the over-reliance on Gear 3rd in this movie, as I've never really liked Gear 3rd. I wish he, you know, utilized Gear 2nd a bit more in this movie, as I love Gear 2nd way more. And in fact, it's, to this day, still my favorite gear. And I love what they do visually with it, too, in this movie, as everything is amped up to the max with how he glows in almost like neon pink with the heat and steam from him pumping the blood faster is just radiating off of him. So it it looks really intense and awesome. But he barely uses it, and most of the moves are all gear third. And then finally, Shiki, the villain of this movie. I feel like he is pretty good, but he's also a little inconsistent. Like, he's supposed to be intimidating, but kind of acts like an idiot. So it's hard to really buy into him as a real threat sometimes. And then his strength seems all over the place. Like, he has a really powerful devil fruit. One of the few fruits that actually allows the power of flight via the float float fruit or the fua fua no mi. And as a side note, fua fua is just the Japanese onomatopoeia for light and fluffy. But yeah, there are points in the story where he's virtually untouchable. And then at other points, he's being beaten around like a ragdoll by Luffy. I mean, it's just really, really inconsistent. But with that being said, he's a perfectly serviceable and good villain with a cool power and design. But because of the movie format, he doesn't get the usual build-up and development that the majority of, you know, most memorable One Piece villains usually get. So he's a little shafted in that area. Even though he gets like a full-on, like, build-up chapter in Chapter Zero to sort of kind of flesh him out. But yeah. Overall, though, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this movie. This is only my second time seeing it since it originally was released like 12-odd years ago. But it was nice to actually be able to see it in theaters this time, which was really awesome because it really does make use of the bigger format with these grand vistas and wide shots and great sound. You know, if I had to give it a score, I'd give it a three and a half out of five straw hats. But yeah, at some point I may do review episodes for each of the other movies and maybe do a ranking of all of them at some point too, but we'll see. Anyways, if you enjoyed this, send me a like or a comment. And if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, 
please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at Podcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes or see some pictures of my manga collection. Next week, I'll be back with my normal rewatch episodes. But until then, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye!